Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 149 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word and the promises we find in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus has to say to us in Luke chapter 16. He tells the parable of the dishonest manager of an estate to share the concept that he shared in verse 10, which says, He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much, and he who is dishonest and unjust in a very little thing is dishonest and unjust also in much. This verse makes the argument that no one will trust us with much if we aren't faithful in the little amount that we have. This also reminds me to be obedient to the Lord above all else. And if it seems difficult to be obedient, we can pray that God will help us be obedient. He gives us the strength to do what he asks us to do. Jesus tells us we cannot serve God and mammon, riches or anything in which you trust and on which you rely. Taking inventory in what we hold dear is important. It's important to continue to take inventory to make sure we are not putting our trust in anything more than we trust in Almighty God. Pharisees loved money and they started ridiculing him, to which he said, You are the ones who declare yourselves just and upright before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted and highly thought of among men is detestable and abhorrent and abomination in the sight of God. We cannot hide from God, our maker. He knows our thoughts better than we know our own. Many of God's ways seem upside down to us, which is why I long to stay in his word and learn more about him. We read the story about Lazarus, who was utterly destitute and led a life of begging and eating the scraps from a rich man's table. When he died, he was comforted in the arms of Abraham. When the rich man died and saw Lazarus being held, he asked for pity. But Abraham reminded him that his lifetime was filled with all the comforts it could offer. It was now time to offer comfort to the destitute. The rich man asked if Lazarus could go to his family and tell them what awaits them, hoping they would turn from their evil ways. But Abraham said no. This chapter and story always touch my heart and urge me to ask myself what I'm seeking and desiring that is not in God's will. Let us pray that God's will be done and that he leads us into the life he has planned for us. Let us also pray for a willing heart to obey him. We start a new book today. It is a letter written by Jude and includes just one chapter. Jude was the brother of James and Jesus. His letter is a warning to be wary of people who profess to have faith, but indulge in sensual pleasures and things of the world to satisfy themselves instead of God. In verse 19, he writes, It is these who are agitators, setting up distinctions and causing divisions, merely sensual creatures, carnal, worldly-minded, devoid of the Holy Spirit and destitute of any higher spiritual life. But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. He tells them to guard themselves in the love of God. We can take the same advice and be wary of those who aren't following God's ways, even if their words indicate otherwise. Actions speak louder than words, which we also learn from Jesus' teaching today. Jude also encourages us to help save others from the temptations laid by those who are untrue to their faith to God. Verse 24 is underlined in my Bible and says, Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling, and to present you unblemished, 
blameless and faultless before the presence of his glory in triumphant joy. We can trust the Lord will keep us from falling. And if we do fall, we know his son's blood covers our sins. Not that that should keep us from being any less alert or wary because it doesn't. We are simply assured that we are kept, held, and delivered by Jesus. For this, we are forever grateful. Let's see what's happening in 1 Kings chapter 11. We read about Solomon's heart turning away from God. He fell in love with many different women from many different nations that served other gods, the ones the Lord warned Solomon about. He built altars for them to burn incense on. All of this angered God, and he said, Because you are doing this and have not kept my covenant in my statues, which I have commanded you, I will surely rend the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. However, because of God's promise to David, he wouldn't do this to Solomon. He would carry this out over time, starting with his son's reign. The Lord would give a man named Jeroboam ten tribes of Israel and keep one for himself in Jerusalem. Jeroboam was a skilled worker that Solomon saw promise in, so he put him in charge of his troops. When Solomon realized this man was going to take over leading ten of the tribes, he wanted to kill him. But Jeroboam fled until Solomon passed. We read about Solomon's death at the end of this chapter. He ruled over the Israelites for 40 years. Verse 39 gives us hope as it tells us that God had a plan to afflict David's descendants, but not for forever. In chapter 12, we read that Solomon's son Rehoboam was made king. He made a huge mistake, which was by God's design. Jeroboam and other Israelites asked him to make the work of the people less than his father Solomon. Rehoboam took counsel from two different sets of people, one was from the elder council who told him to lighten the load and the people of Israel would be his servants forever. And one was from a younger council who told him to make the work even harder for the people. He chose the latter and the people revolted. All according to God's plan, Jeroboam began ruling over the Israelites and Rehoboam fled to Jerusalem where the tribe of Judah was and they followed him. Rehoboam tried to form an army against the Israelites, but God spoke to them through a prophet that they wouldn't win because this was his divine plan in motion. While all this was happening, Jeroboam concocted a plan to keep the Israelites from returning to Rehoboam. His plan was against the will of the Lord. He built two golden calves to worship in two different cities so they wouldn't go to Jerusalem where their minds might be swayed against him. He also built houses in high places to worship and appointed priests outside the Levitical tribe to serve in them. Not only that, but he established a new feast when they would burn incense in these unholy places. All of this was against God's laws, and all of this was done to try and keep the people's allegiance away from Jeroboam. So now we have Jeroboam, Solomon's son, ruling poorly over just one tribe, and Rehoboam rules over the other ten tribes, but transitioning them away from God's laws. We shall see what happens to them as we keep reading. Psalm 149 is a psalm of praise. It starts and ends with praise the Lord. Verse 4 is underlined in my Bible and says, For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation and adorn the wretched with victory. God does love his people. He loves us. Let us be obedient to him and love him with our whole hearts. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us more about you and your word today. Help us be obedient to you and not the world, Father. Keep us yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.